Welcome, everybody, to People of Efrat, where we all get to learn more about this great community and the people that make it tick. Boker Tov. Good morning, Achshari. Good morning, Rav Shlomo Katz. Hey, Brother Hirsch. Thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast and uh, taking your time to... Uh, to just chat and be one of the people of Efrat. Uh, listen, I've been davening to be to get the call for, <laughs> for since the podcast began. So I'm, I my davening works because Baruch Hashem, you asked. Look, you know, you got to work your way up to things, you know. Lat <laughs> lat. Yeah. Um, maybe we could talk a little bit about this area where we're in right now. We're right now outside of the future binyan of our shul. Can they hear this? construction uh work is happening <laughs> yeah yeah this is dream this is this it's surreal yeah like that honestly i can't believe it yeah at all and and it's been happening and um and fast relatively fast this fa- this stage of the process yeah. of get of the building has been really uh, miraculously fast i didn't exp- no one really saw this happening this fast and right behind us like this level this is the second floor of our right. sh- of our future shul right where we'll hopefully be be experiencing ourselves and our relationship with Hashem and with Am Yisrael in ways like we could never imagine. This is right. This is gonna be the main one, and I just can't believe it. I still can't believe it, and it could be that um, I'll never believe it, <laughs> even when we're even when we're in there. But it's uh, it's a family team. It's a family effort. Like that's what I feel. Not only because my sister lives up the up the block, but this is a this is a mishpacha building. That was going to be one of my questions, is how does it feel to be Michal's brother? Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I was a little kid, people said to me, oh, you're Afshalom's son. My father's name is Afshalom, because my father, Baruch Hashem, has had so many students and so many friends, and he's been a cantor in many different, in different synagogues uh, right. in, in the world. And then I was... And then I guess it's been like, are you Eitan Katz's brother? <laughs> and that's really humbling. That's a really good one. But lately, the highest yeah. has been like, oh, and then for a while also, I sometimes get asked, are you Tali Weiss's brother? Because my sister's a nurse in the neonatal ward in, right. uh, in Shari Tzedek. Yeah. And she's, the Avodat HaKodesh that she's done is not to be believed. But um, more and more lately, it, has, it really has been, are you the powerhouse Reinitz's uh, <laughs> a brother? Yeah. And my sister, yeah, Baruch Hashem, she's a big force behind this. Yeah, and it's such a privilege that she lives just a few, a few doors down from where we live, and our yeah. children are growing up together every right. day in each other's lives. Right. Something I didn't have with first cousins. I didn't grow up with wow. with first cousins. Uh, my first cousins lived in Argentina, and they lived right. on the other coast. Right. From so it's just the core unit, the core family. Yeah. Right. I can relate to that a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like my children have that right now. You know, right, we're, right. Nahon, we're working guys. towards it. We're working towards it. But did you grow up with uh, near near first cousins? No, at all? no, no. Um, did not. The cl- we had two sets of cousins. One side we weren't so close with, and on the other side, um, they lived here in Eretz Yisrael, and we rarely oh, saw yeah, them. You know, we only of had course. like three meetings throughout our childhood. Like it was, we rarely saw them. They came and. So it's so special. Yeah. I, we don't take it for granted. My my sister. My wife's sister lives in Tkoa, yeah, Yehuda and Tanya, Beautiful. and their kids also yeah. are such a such a part of our lives, and it's, it's something that's 
ממש ביג ברכה. רייט, רייט. ברוך השם. And you know, like, having all the family here now is also a very, very special thing. We just had the Brit Mila. We're going to talk about yeah. your, your, this beautiful simcha that yeah. you had, your son. Um, Say it again. <laughs> your son, Nachman Shir Shalom. Such a beautiful name. And at that, at that Brit Mila, I was like, in, I was mamash in heaven. I'll share a personal thing. Like, I'm nervous talking to you because we have to rewind a little bit. I'm nervous talking to you because two major inspirations for my Aliyah were your Monday night cheer that you would stream. I don't know if it was on YouTube or whatever back then. It was Web 2011. Yeshiva. Yeah, Web Yeshiva. Web Yeshiva. Yeah. And his spotted by the Hackensack River in New Jersey. <laughs> and uh, those are the two things that really kept me going. Like in my Aliyah, I, I'm a mosh like, It was a tough year and a half where we were like, we're going. And those two things, every Monday, going to that cheer and crying my heart out by the Hackensack River in, in near Teaneck, New Jersey, some random spot, you know, in the mornings before I'd go to work. Achi, it helped me get here. It really did. And... Um, So seeing, seeing, seeing the Brit Mila is sort of a culmination because you actually played at my son Harel's Brit Mila and you were kvater too. You came in with the pillow and my son and you, and you gave him a bracha and Riskin gave him a bracha too. And it was all sort of like a culmination for me personally seeing you experience that with your son at the bris at the his bris with your whole family surrounding you guys all together it was it was mamash beautiful and thank you for letting us into those moments and you know if it's zoom it's zoom you know i think i feel like we're getting used to that for better or for worse we've talked about it many times and um yeah so what's that like having all the family together finally well I just want to acknowledge what you said. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I remember clearly seeing your name pop up on the list of participants on those Monday night, which for you was Monday, Monday afternoon, yeah, Shireem. It was my, like, my lunch break. Yeah, lunch break, right. <laughs> go home for a it little It would have been like 1 p.m., yeah, yeah. 1, 1 30 p.m. Yeah. for you. And um, you had come on a visit, I think, right before you moved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you came to the Shire. Yeah, in the Vedaniel. And... Um, And I felt so inspired by people that really try to live the Torah they learn. And, and you and Javi, for Bina and I, for my wife and I, have always played that role. But for, I saw it so, I felt it so clearly when you came to visit during that period. So as, whatever role we did, I just want you to know that you guys have played that role a million times over for my family. And Harel's bris, was, it was Gan Eden. I remember it clearly. I remember how beautiful that day was. I remember the whole scene. Yeah. It was just a gorgeous moment in time. For us, it is a dream that my brother now has moved back to Eretz Yisrael. He actually had a baby girl a few days after we had a son. Oh, beautiful. His seventh child, Baruch Hashem. Wow. Elisheva Chaya Katz. So my <laughs> Yeah. So my parents are in Ranana. Yeah. My brother's in Yerushalayim. The, the rest of us are here in the front. My parents have all their children and all their grandchildren in Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. And a friend of mine that you, you actually know, but I won't mention his name, he called me the night before the bris and he said, tell me the truth. You always dreamed that maybe one day you'd have a bris, right? And, 
And you probably thought it would be like in a stadium, probably because you'd have to have like you know a thousand like my like our wedding was a thousand people. You know, you'd probably have to have everyone, and you can't have anyone. You know, sure. Um, there was a mohel we spoke to. We didn't end up using him because he would he he wasn't he didn't even agree to have more than. Um, it, it was like he was being very machmir for reasons that I totally respect and understand. Mamash. Yeah. At the end, we could only have the nucleus family, but that's really what what is what mattered right and at the zoom at the bris which we had on zoom all we had was just our our immediate family and there were two people there that i personally needed and and wanted very much and that had to do with with basically our whole lives and that is rip shlomo's daughter dari was there with her camera right taking pictures and Reb Simcha Hochbaum, who named our son, right. and, and the third name, Shalom, yeah. is in memory of probably my best friend I ever had. And of course, like most things in life, we only realize that once we don't have them, Rabbi Shalom brought. So I, I don't really know... I don't really know any other words how to convey the, the whole emotion of that morning. It's yeah. still something that... We had, we, and, and my wife and I, because of lockdown and kids being home, we, even, we haven't even had time to like right, really to reflect on and, this kind of and process the whole thing. Right. But I do know that I have four daughters and I have a, I have a son. <laughs> <laughs> like I walked into the, I was in the Breslov um, bookstore like last week. And um, I, I'm friendly with the guy behind the counter. And he, of course, you know, he didn't see me for a while. The, the stores have been closed. He said, oh, no, how you doing? I'm like, what? I have a son, and then I felt myself getting really excited, and then I said, "And his name is Nachman," and and, <laughs> and then the heavens opened, and Mashiach came, so, more or less. So no, I, yeah. and that's the feeling, though. That's the it's kind of that feeling. It's like uh, total redemption, you know, and total yeah, you know, total completion, you know, and then and then you have a few nights of not sleeping for a while. A few, right? Yeah. <laughs> I you, shouldn't. I judge. mean, even before he was born, did I mean, how many hours a night do you sleep? Is is there a set thing? I, you know what? I'll be very, very honest right now is that I used to think it was holy. Because, you know, you get as much done and keep on cramming away and whatever it is. Yeah. And um, I've learned in my old age of 40 that... Um, it's not it's there's nothing holy about neglecting your basic physical needs mm-hmm. and it's not my chiddush um, the Baal Shem Tov was the one that reminded on Israel that you know we just learned that there's a void in Parshat uh, Mishpatim about this about just the physicality like lift lift it up don't don't neglect it and say it's in the name of God so but now honestly it's just it's kind of impossible because yeah you know <laughs> it is what it is right it is what it is right so very little but it is what it is, you know. Four, five, six. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just say five. I'll put that there. Four and a half to five. That's my think of my, last night. Because I don't see so many rings under your eyes that you have the crow's feet. So it's been doing it for a while, you know. Um, but okay, I hear. This is just coming from someone else who never sleeps. Right. So right. Not you know not because uh, not for any reason other than I'm fidgety at night. <laughs> And I can't sleep, and my mind's on. You're a gingy man. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. 
I was gonna say it's gonna be the called the Red Beard uh, podcast here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> our, like our, Nach- our Nachman uh, yeah. is yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. A little he's hint changed. of uh, he's hard changed. to tell when they're young. No, no, but yeah. I mean, it seems like it, and he's it's got blue collection. eyes. Wow. And yeah, yeah, he he. Would I, you ever think of uh, of um, dealing with a shidduch with a girl who's a little bit older, but she's also she's also a redhead and <laughs> also has blue eyes? I know it's a little early to talk about it. You know, it's we don't actually know. It's, it's she, you're late on the list. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but she but she was born before them. Then I, I yeah, might have like you're a, still you're still. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we'll see. I still have a few years to uh, to make it happen. Yeah. Um, they should both be Hashem. Find their shidduch in the right time with some simcha and good health. Amen. Here in Eretz HaKodesh. Amen, amen. So, Rav Shlomo, can you tell me, like, what are the, some, I, I know a little bit about how you came to Efrat and, and some of the time you've spent here, you've lived here previously, you moved out, but, like, what was your first experience of Efrat and being here? Can you remember? I I'm, I'm came here a few times as a kid. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we, we had Aliyah in 1989 when I was nine. Right. And we had a, Good friends, t- they're still here. They're in the Rimon, or in the Tain, I guess, Baruch and Judy Sturman. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few other fr- family friends. So I, I did spend a little bit of time as a kid. I don't remember that much. Right. But then, it's Mama Jiyad Hashem. I don't have any other way of, of explaining how much I fell in love with this piece of land. Mamash, this whole region. Yeah. It, some things in life are complicated. Some things you just don't, don't try to make them complicated. It was so simple for me. It was so not complicated. When yeah. I came back here, I moved back here in 2002 when I was looking for a place to learn for smicha. Okay. I was living in Los Angeles, and uh, I think I, I think I already met. I had met you by then, more yeah, or less. I believe up, so. On the yeah. Moshe. And I came. Uh, I was living in LA, and I realized that I, I have to. This is this is my direction. I have to go learn for smicha. I looked for places online, and. This place seemed really the place I went to, Rishivata Miftar. Yeah. Under the leadership of Rabbi Chaim Bravender. And yeah. at the time it was in conjunction with Ortora Stone, which is Rabbi Riskin. Right. And I didn't know anybody in the program. Mm. And but I knew that it was right. It was just I came out with my suitcases and everything into a caravan in the hill in the hills of Judea. Wow. And I would look out my caravan window every morning. And I know this seems pretty trippy. I am from LA, so there's like, you know, there's <laughs> that vibe. And I literally saw as 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 clear as I possibly could with visualization, Avram taking Yitzchak to the Akeda. Because it that's, could that's that, right. that's literally where it could have happened. We're st- you know, he like, could have been walking that way. Right listen, there. we're building a shul, yeah. right? We're building a shul right here. It it could very well be that. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov saw Rivka Rachel were were mamish right here. Right. That played a very big role. Also, the base midrash that we were learning in then, the view was like that whole like that side, right. you know, that whole region. Sure, the valley over there, looking out towards Derechavo. Uh, Derechavo, right? But I will, which is, which is exactly Derechavo. They, they were walking. Right? But I will say one thing, and yeah. I really, this is very important for me to give a karatotovin. And it's so just so true. As much as that played a big role in me falling in love, yeah, I met a group. Of, I met a group of people hmm. when I first moved back here, outside of the yeshiva, that lived in Efrat, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe how close I became to a certain group of people at a later stage in life, feeling like these are old childhood friends. I did have one childhood friend, yeah, my oldest friend, yeah, 
is Ellie Farkas. He lived. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're best friends since I we're didn't know that. three years old. Yeah, I we, really didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I learned something new on the podcast. That's Ellie awesome. and I grew yeah. up together in Los Angeles. We right. weren't just like Did you guys people jam that together knew each back other. then. Also, yes, we have pictures. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't play guitar. Yeah. But he he had yeah. an electric drum kit. I remember wow. one of the first ones. And wow. So we were old. We're we're friends for. Wow. Now I'm. F- that's actually the first time I'm gonna feel old. Say it. Thirty-seven years. <laughs> Like literally Beautiful. good friends. Anyway, he introduced me to this whole group of chevra, yeah, who ended up becoming like real, real special people in my life. One of them being, you know, the main founder of our community, which was Menachem yeah. Katz. Beautiful. And his brother Benjamin, and Yoav Orbach, and Eli Ben Zev, and a, a bunch of other people, and especially the Davidovich family. Yeah. I, I just made these connections yeah. here, and. Uh, it's like the place and the community. Both of them the coming together. Yeah. It was it was by far the most simple and glorious time of life in, in simplicity. Yeah. It was just like yeah. That sounds amazing. It sounds special. Yeah. And then and then back in 2013, 2014, 2015 when you came back to Efrat from the Ve Daniel? Oh, no. So before that, no, I, I had moved to Yushalayim as a, as a the bachelor okay. for the few years. which right. I saw you in that. I, I met you in my once place. in that apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I had some really cool roommates who now... Yeah, <laughs> who, sure. Who, yeah, like uh, yeah, Yakir. Yakir Hyman and Yisrael Frankel, Mashiach yeah. Hakimian, Yaakov Cohen. Actually, Menachem Katz and I, we were, we were, we were roommates. That's, uh, we, yeah? we found the place. That's yeah, great. Berliner. But... It was just like two or three years, and it, it wasn't it wasn't my speed. I was in a different place in life, and the second um, my wife and I found each other, as much as she dreamed of like living in Nachlod by the Shuk and shopping here of Shabbos, sure. I'm like, being listen, we're, we're getting. A, I need you know. You'll see. It's gorgeous there, and we yeah. found a place here in the in the Deco. Yeah, and we lived there for our first two and a half years of marriage. Oh wow. In a basement apartment in Rechov Korish. So sort of lived like in Afra three times. Right. Yeah. Then we moved to Neve Daniel for two and a half years. And then I think it's like six years, seven years now. We moved back Beautiful. here because of Hever like you that that there was a calling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been a lot of time around here now that I think about it. It's been on and off for about 19 years. Wow. wow. Let's let's continue strolling down <laughs> memory lane. Um, so like. I was just thinking, you know, the shul's being built behind us. Like, back in the old days, right when you moved back, we were davening. We didn't even have a, a set place where we davened. We, we, we had a, uh, someone's very, you know, um, very kind person, Gav. We, we were in his basement for a while, and it was great. But then we had to move out of there, and we were sort of like a roving band, you know. We were wandering many. We were yeah. wandering many. Every week. And um, and eventually, some more chaver moved in, and everybody who moves in has more to add, you know. And we found a spot, a small little spot, uh, a shtibel. It was like a shtibel. total shtibel. And we rocked it. How long were we there for? I'd like to say that we were there from 2014, at some point. I think you probably have you have a better memory than I do from 2014 until. You know, pre right. It was four or five years. So yeah. we were there for oh a my good God. solid period. And there it were was, <laughs> those were fire strong days. Fire, beautiful, and um, and now we find ourselves in this whole new schlav here, like big building, 
you know, making something beautiful. We talked before getting on the podcast about this beautiful talus that my wife bought me. And, um, and there's something, I feel like there's something too, like beautifying the, the mitzvah or the, or the relationship using like something material. It's, it's a little weird because you don't want to be so materialistic and be so into, you know, something that, that, you know, so physical, but at the same point, it helps lift you up and it ha- sure. and you lift it up, you know? And to have a beautiful makom to davenin, and you know, from the renderings we recently saw, it looks amazing. The Beit Midrash downstairs looks like unbelievable. It looks cozy and warm, and and I I, I can see it. Like the 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 image was like a pixelated, you know, like um, just a raw image. But I could totally see what's what's what we're going for there, and and, and I'm I'm just so excited about this. And I looking back, I. Did, can you ever have imagined like that we would have that we we would end up right here right now like this? Absolutely not. That's, I mean, absolutely not. Um, the Beis Hamikdash was the most beautiful building in the world. Because it wasn't about anything but the glory of Hashem. And if that, if that continues to remain the focus here, Bezrat Hashem Barach, then you know, we'll have a chance to, to make sure that that beauty is consistent in its direction towards elevating the covet of Hashem in the world, the covet of Amis around the world. But I never... No, I'll tell you the truth. All the things that have, you know, all the beautiful thing moments in life, I guess I really didn't dream that big because none of these are my dreams. Because Not because I didn't want it, because I just never dared to dream that big. Mm. And I feel like Hashem keeps on pushing me. He's like, listen, I'll keep on doing these crazy things, but at a, at a certain point, you're going to start to have to dream it too with me. And I hope, I hope that I've joined that. You know, I hope... It's a little bit painful for me because I feel like I have to I have to get my act together in that in that in that you know in that arena. But I never would have dreamed that you and I would be sitting here hmm. while while right behind us each brick is basically laying more of a foundation for for a place for the Hashem Shechina to dwell in. And it has to be beautiful if that's what it's about. So Alavai that this you know it should never get old it should never feel old and everyone should feel at home in the in this beautiful glorious place yeah yeah and um <clears throat> it's going to be a very exciting uh coming week on sunday there's going to be a cause match campaign that's open it's opening sunday we're gearing up ramping up for it um basically everybody is looking to raise some more money so that we can finish the shul and do the finishing work, which will, I'm sure, take some time, but we'll be able to put in some beautiful, beautiful, uh, some of that warmth that I was talking about and some of the, some of the, these things that help, help you elevate the, the mitzvot and the davening when Amen. you're, when you're in it. Amen. So I had a, I had a few, uh, lightning round questions for you yeah. that I'd like to hit you with. You know, I've been watching some of your uh, your beautiful programming 
through the Shlomo Katz project, and and there's so much wonderful stuff happening and going and going on, and I'm seeing all these questions, and I had some questions for you, and I, I hope I'm not uh, crossing the line. I hope you will be, <laughs> but um, let me let me let me let's just go there. So number one, do you really have a photographic memory? Because you have a very good memory. You remember the first time we met. You remember. Incredible no. things you remember. My, my daughter, my actually two. I see it in two of my daughters also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something there. It's not. Yeah. I didn't do anything for it. Yeah. I, it's not something I uh, developed. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It, yeah. More or less. It's a really uh, a beautiful thing, and it's great having someone like you around because you always remi- remind me about all the, all the Hershey. Remember when this was so high? Remember when we were in Ukraine? Remember when we had that davening on that Friday night, and you gave me that look? How crazy have have hey, like the amazing. moments we've had? It's. If you yeah. think about it, like, <laughs> yeah, so many moments, yeah. Baruch Hashem. Totally. But, you know that could also mess with you too. Oh yeah. Well, I, my next, my follow-up was going to be like, how do you stay sharp? Because obviously, that if you have a gift, you can rely on something like that. But you clearly are utilizing it and and using it, you know, in your Torah learning, in your shiurim, and. Reb Nachman says that shichecha, um, being forgetful, can be a gift. Because for, for, for a number of reasons, I think one of them is that, like you said, if you constantly remember your averas, you, you can't go anywhere. You right. can't, if they're always in front of you. Um, so there's an art to that as, as well, how to approach that, that concept. So it is, it is Bro, a heavy thing. I have thing. that down. It's great. I can't remember <laughs> anything. It's great. I walk around all day with a smile on my face. <laughs> Um, yeah. So you have to really dive into Hashem strong to be able to uh, to be able to use whatever Hashem gives you yeah. to elevate it. And but with memory, it's a tri- It really is a tricky thing. I don't know if it's so much a photographic memory as opposed to more like an, something with like with instincts. Like I remember emotions, and it triggers me to feelings, and then it brings me back to a wow. Yeah. So interesting. So it's it's more of the emotions and the feelings that are the like. Their neural pathways or whatever yeah. that bring you there. Actually, I uh, now that I think about it, yeah, because it's not like uh, I remember. I wish I remembered everything I learned. It's not. It's not as much that as opposed to look what you just described. Wow. And then, of course, the nigunim. Yeah. Is there's, there's something there too, like maybe yeah, like you absolutely. Know, like, you're right. Yeah. With nigunim, yeah, that's always that's always pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Um. You're like very active uh, in social media. You put out a lot of programming. You are um, you're in communication with people. You answer people's questions. You respond to comments. It's amazing. It's beautiful. How do you navigate the balance? Because many of us are. We, we always talk about it. We talk about this all the time. We we struggle with with like not looking at our phone for too long or not getting caught in the scrolling and like how do you navigate that? Do you, obviously, you know, with the programming, I'm sure you have some help, but with the actual right. posting and the comments and and what right. you're doing, like it's a voda. It's not a. We're living in an era where, like everything, that it could be completely taken to places of darkness, like social media. But if but if the gates are open and you realize you could actually lift people up and touch them, you have to also be open to to having them touch your heart too. Like, and that's a big thing. Like everyone's story. Like people send in their stories all the time, and yeah. and instead of skimming through it, like 
because you want to ba basically get through it. It has to, if you want to be someone that's doing something on the road, you have to let it get through you and not you get through the story. The, the people's stories are so precious. Everyone has a Megillah. I never met a person I'm in my learning life. learning this now. Like I, I, I'm putting, putting myself out there and talking to people. I'm really getting it. And you're only, you're only tapping into like a very, very, in a half hour or 40 minutes or an hour, you only get such right. a small snippet. But even so, like you're exactly like you're saying, everybody has such a Megillah, especially Everyone. these days. I don't know anyone anymore that if you say to them, tell me a little bit about, a little bit about yourself, and they'll be like, yeah, whatever, nothing, no, no big thrills. Like everyone, everyone has a Megillah. Sure. In the same level, in the same instance, especially leading a community, you also, the secret of like closing the doors is, is just as important. Right. So quite often we'll have Shabbos where, where it's the holiest thing in the world to not have a guest at your table. Hmm. I hear that. I mean, these days are not examples because of COVID, but in a, you know, in a reality when, when there aren't restrictions, yeah. that's very, very big. Like, like that's a big thing I, I learned with my family, but it wasn't such a hard thing because it wasn't, that wasn't hard for us. That wasn't, it's not hard for me. I think we're very family oriented and we love being with, with each other, but with social media, it, it'll, it, it is always a struggle. And I, I mean, every day I've done this a few times, um, but maybe I could show the chevra. They could see this. I mean, this is crazy. Oh, I'm good. Um, I don't know. You probably can't see this on the on the screen. Maybe if you could zoom in. But Hershey, what's this? It's an iPhone. No, what's the sign of the back? The oh, apple. What's in the apple? Uh, someone took. Looks like they took a bite out of it. Yeah. What story does that remind you of? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the tree wow, of knowledge. The tree of knowledge. Ghanaian. I think about wow. this. Well, it's what it's what kicked us out of Ghana. Wow. So I think about this all the time. Is that why you don't use Android? Oh no. <laughs> no. no, if anything I should use Android because this is the tree of knowledge and Wow. Wow. Isn't that trippy? That is pretty wild. So I think about that all the time. Uh, but you know what? On the other hand, I'll, I got to share with you something I amazing. need to unpack that for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold that thought. So a Apple's the tree of knowledge, but really, it, everything's there, but it's not here. Well, it's we were here, talking about memory. We were, we, I mean, but your your Wikipedia, you know, you don't need to remember anything. You you could just go there. You don't need to know how to get to anywhere because of ways. You don't need to remember anything because it's right there. So what? So who are you? So what are you? What do you rely on? Yeah. What are you connected it to? It is trippy. But on the other hand, like, listen, I. What am I supposed to do about the following? Yesterday, I started a new Chabura in China. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. That sounds amazing. What? And How? By the way, the, the weirdest thing is that the woman that organized it there, her yeah. name is Dot. Right. Which, Saw that. Yeah, it's pretty trippy. Anyway, so, so what am I, like, that the, the gates are open, that I could sit in my room in Efrat, where Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov may have walked while I'm learning with a bunch of chevra in China about songs of the Beis Amikdash? Like, who am I to say poison? You know, who am I to look at right. social media? No, it's that everything has a mixture of good and bad. Right. And the, the most crucial prayer is Hashem, let me not fool myself. When it's when I if I see this is really taking over me, even if there are some good things in there, yeah. but if it's taking it's taking over me, it stops being holy. Right. So I have to keep myself in check all the time and try to give myself, you know, friends of mine and 
reminders and i pray i pray that i i never start fooling myself that if that if things do get out of hand even in the name of of good things sure like that's why Baruch Hashem, i have some really core friends like you and and other chaver that with our chabura that we call each other out not not to make each other feel bad but yeah t- to keep each other in check yeah yeah it's really important yeah wow so this is going to sound like one of the questions you would have asked, or I, th- I think I even heard you ask it. But we, our generation, our Hevra, 30s, 40s, 50s, have really connected with, with Hasidus and through Reb Shlomo and through the Nagunim. And it's interesting because the, the original Moshav Hevra, and they're in their 70s and 80s, you know, it was amazing how, how, how it, it came to the next generation. But like, what what's our our kids gonna be like? Like, I'm I'm sort of like asking like, we have a lot of avenues these days in 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 Yiddishkeit a lot, you know. We've been around for a few thousand years, so like, what do you think is gonna speak to them, especially with the phones and everything that's happening? Do you think nigunim will always be something that's that's like a strong um, foundation? Um, obviously, Torah, learning Torah, and being in in a school where you can learn the basics and and build on it. But like, what do you? Where do you think? Just seeing teaching a lot and 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 doing what you do. Where do you see it going? Where do you think they're going to? You know, I'm sure there's lots of chevra and lots of people in the next generation. But what do you think is going to be their derech? Obviously, these are the questions that keep us up at night. You know. Ugh. I do see that music, just like it always did, it always will play a certain role because it's the safa of the neshama. It's the language of the soul and that doesn't need words and it doesn't need explanations. So it'll always it'll always play a role. It could also take you to the lowest place. I know that when I was in high school, I listened to stuff that musically was very, very good and soulfully was the darkest pits of mamish Gehenim. Like really dark. You know, I wasn't even aware of it. It was just the world we we grew up in. You know, there are albums I remembered by heart because of my because <laughs> what we said before that. You know, <laughs> it's, that's the curse end of things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I I grew up in L.A. and in Ranana, and I grew up in you know like like many of us in pretty modern societies and music. Of course, especially if you know music was from our home, our, our Abba. Yeah. Like music was such an integral part. So. That's why we got to, you know, with, with music, it's, it could go either way. Right. So music, I think, will always play a role. Yeah. But I do think that the concept and our understanding of what these buildings are for mm-hmm. have to become totally reformed. Hmm. Not reformed in the manner of halacha. Halacha is there to help us in every avenue that we can to form the kalim, the vessels, to contain the light that's potentially possible to bring down right but that i think that i i'll give you an example i got a call last week from someone from outside of the country i love all the noise it's, i love it it's, it's, i love it's disturbing him. at the same oh, it's point gorgeous. it's is our shul being built it's gorgeous <laughs> i just feel bad for the neighbors but yeah. it's their home too um i got a call from someone from out of the country and he said to me how, how why do i go why do i wake up my son every morning during covid to make sure he puts on tefillin and davins when I myself, you know, rattle off like a shma right. with my tefillin on. And 
I think that's been the case for many years, and I think that we're reaching a place that it can't continue like that anymore because kids are calling out their parents. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially when they see their parents glued to screen. So kids are calling out their parents, so it's going to take... It's not just going to take what it's going to... What, what are kids going to need? What are, what are parents going to need, you know? Like, yeah, I, I was thinking of that when I was thinking about that question, too. Like, But I feel like, you know, obviously we're reinventing ourselves... If, if we're trying to stay connected to Hashem, we're, we're thinking of new avenues and, and, and new nigunin and, uh, and new Torahs to connect to. Um, but with our cloud, like we sort of have a path maybe or like some sort of framework that we've created for ourselves, for better or for worse, I don't know. Um, so I, I get that, I get that. But for, the, for these kids, like, you know, they, it's just, their experience is so different than ours. Their experience is so... Oh, yeah. We started with a smartphone when we were in our 20s. You know? Like... Some of us in our 30s, The yeah. Blackberry or whatever. <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, but, like, you know, like... And these kids are born with it. They're born with it. It's close. Uh, you're bringing up, you're bringing COVID, up one of the most... <laughs> and in COVID, they're, 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 they're on the screen. Not, not, not for entertainment. They're on the screen to learn. Listen, you're, uh, if you're bringing up these, these inyanim, it means that the davening is on you just as much as it is on anybody else because but to figure this one out will take a messianic revolution, really, because it's, yeah. it's not something that we're going to crack without, without like a redemptive approach. Right. You can't put band-aids on these things. Right. This is like the real deal. So, but you know what? People, people, need to, people need to look for leadership, and leaders have to become leaders. Yeah. With all the responsibility that it comes with it. Yeah. There are. We have leaders amongst us. They just they haven't really emerged yet. I think that that's a very important thing. Right. People have been so also people have been so disappointed with leadership over the years. Beseda, that was a listen, the fact that you and I are sitting here talking about beautiful things like this when seventy years ago our grandparents were put into gas chambers means that Hashem sees that we're we're doing the best we can in a reality that should have pushed us so far away from God. But now it's a new door that doesn't know of the gas chambers other than just like pictures and old people talking about it. And the Or of Eretz Yisrael, you talk about the future, it's the light here of Eretz Yisrael that will shine the way for our children, hopefully, to find this newfound redemptive energy. I, I hope and pray. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. And uh, it's, it's not just on them to figure things out. It's for us to help guide them. That's really, that's what I was saying before. It's like everyone always says, what's with our children? And it's really, that's not really yeah. how it works. It's really what's going to be with the people that the children are looking at. Right. Like eventually, we're all going to have to make some really serious commitments and changes. Because what worked for us is not going to work for the next generation. It's not working for the next generation. Right. right. Is it? And and what worked for us then is not necessarily working for us at the moment. Correct. Yeah. 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 He, thank you so much for taking the honor. time and joining me. And what an honor. Having a little conversation here, and uh, I can't wait till we're davening together. You know. And this is in this is still capacity. your shul. Yeah. <laughs> this is still your home. It's all of I the chavra. Yeah. I really do. You know, we go through waves. I'll just I'll share with you. Please. Bottom line is. Our connection to, to 
was it Reb Shlomo who said, if you're not connecting to people, you're not connecting to Hashem in some, some way or another, you know. So you have to understand where you are at at any given time. And if you're feeling not connected to people at any given time, you really got to work on, on, on that. So you could get closer to yourself, get closer to them, and get closer to Hashem. A million percent. And uh, it's just it's just the way it is. We go through waves. And I'm so happy to be a part of the shul and, and, and daven and learn with the chevra. And um, I have to say, the Dagan is a beautiful neighborhood, brother. It's amazing what's happening over there. The Dagan, Dagan is a yeah. beautiful neighborhood. <laughs> Some of the best people in the world they are there. They really are. And, um, and, and the Shirim happening there is some beautiful stuff. And you got a leader um, there, but I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to like, <laughs> We've gotta I got to, over. <laughs> yeah. I just got to, yeah, he's one, one thing, of my Rebbe's. One thing I'll tell you that we've learned, there's a few guys like that over there, really good guys. One thing I've learned in COVID, no matter what, is that you think we're so far away, my family thinks they're so far away in America. In a second, we can tap into it. And that doesn't mean you can't do that on Shabbos either. You can walk over for a Shalom yeah. Zachar. Or, uh, you know, you can, you can be yeah. you, you can be together. You can daven together. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. A little bit is also good. That's what Reb Nassim Breslov taught us. People think that in order to have, to get, it, to get their acts together, they have to fully f- change. A little bit is also, a little yeah. bit is a lot. Yeah. Tovachi, once yeah. again, thank you so much for the time. My honor, brother. Thank you for opening up, you know, sharing the thoughts. So now we now we button it down, the photographic memory thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you should be matzliach, Hershey, to continue Amen. to do this Avodos HaKodesh because Amen. I do believe that these are very from sessions because, <laughs> no, because of what yeah. you just said, like, yeah. it, this is part yeah. of getting to know Hashem, we're getting to get to know people. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Bye. Bye.